Hey, have you missed us? We're back. Stick around for a few minutes as we follow up from uh, our Sunday message and dig a little deeper into the passage that was just preached. My name is David Miller and I am the pastor of membership here at McGregor and this is Beyond the Notes. We are back from our two-week hiatus. Uh, three Sundays ago, uh, Dr. Vody Brockham preached here at McGregor as a part of our verse-by-verse series through the book of John. And then last Sunday, uh, we had our Global Impact Celebration, uh, which is our missions conference here at McGregor Baptist Church. So both of those Sundays were guest speakers, and um, now, today... We're back in the wake of picking up where Brother Bodie left off. Um, so if you thought that the FCC took us off the air or that Neil Young was boycotting us, settle your hearts, friends, because we're here and we're back. Um, as we saw this past Sunday, we looked at the first 11 verses in John chapter 12, and we were looking at the aftermath of Lazarus's resurrection And there were several different responses in the aftermath of that resurrection. Um, Martha faithfully served Jesus, one of the things that we saw. Mary sacrificially gave this expensive love gift to the Lord and anointed his body. You know, uh, the the great theologian, um, Baptist theologian A.T. Robertson, um, had a great line about that. He, He wrote of Mary's anointing of Christ in that moment. She is giving him flowers before the funeral. I just love that quote. Um, and so Mary anoints Jesus, and then we see Judas selfishly protesting what Mary did to him. Uh, and by doing that, Judas exposes his own hypocrisy and unbelief in that moment. And then Jesus responded to Judas by defending Mary, and he's defending her because what she did ultimately, ultimately pointed to his death and his burial and his resurrection from the cross. Uh, and then we also looked at the leaders of the, or the responses from the leaders and the crowd. Uh, but in this podcast, what I want to do today is I want to come back to the moment where Judas protested and opposed Mary, uh, anointing Jesus' body with that expensive perfume. One of the things that I didn't cover in Sunday's sermon that I'd like to touch on today is a detail that's found in two of the parallel passages to the John 12 account. And as I mentioned on Sunday, those two parallel passages are Matthew 26 and Mark 14. Uh, And by us looking at those two passages like we're going to do today and like we did Sunday, we are applying an important Bible study principle, which is let Scripture interpret Scripture. Um, Whenever you or I study the Word of God, we must, of course, pay attention to the context of what we're reading, the, the, the verses that come before the passage that we're reading and the verses that come after the passage that we're reading. Uh, that will always help us rightly understand the correct meaning of the passage that we're looking at. But whatever passage we're looking at, the context of that passage in a broader sense is the entire Bible. Um, and so we have to pay attention to that as well. And so that means specifically with a narrative like the book of John, for example, we have to pay attention to what the other three gospel accounts, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, 
have to say about any particular moment that we might be looking at in John. It's just one of the many ways that we can employ that principle of let Scripture interpret Scripture. So, for example, if I'm, if I'm studying the burial of Jesus in Mark 15, 42 through 47, I want to ask myself, okay, is this moment also accounted for in Matthew, Luke, and John? And sure enough, it is. And so if I go read those accounts as well, I'm going to get a more complete picture of what the Mark 15 account of Jesus' burial is really all about. So, And that's what we did last Sunday with John 12 and with the account of Mary anointing Jesus at Bethany. Uh, I did note some differences in the sermon, but remember, these are differences. These are not discrepancies. It's important to make that distinction. There's an interesting difference that I didn't have time to cover. So uh, what I want to do is I just want to read Judas's protest from John 12 and then compare it to that same moment in the other two parallel passages in um, Matthew 26 and Mark 14. So here here from John 12 is uh, verse 3. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume, verse 4. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Okay, that's John 12 of that specific moment. Here's Matthew 26, beginning in verse 6. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster, an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment. And she poured it on his head as, she, as he reclined at the table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. All right, now Mark 14, beginning in verse 3. And while he was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, excuse me, Why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. All right. Excuse me. So you can probably hear that there are several differences in the accounting for this specific moment between Matthew, Mark, and John. And I mentioned several of those differences on Sunday. But the one that I want to touch on briefly here is who made the protest? John only mentions that Judas was the one protesting, but Matthew 26 verse 8 says, And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? And they go on to make their protest as well. So verse uh, uh, in Mark 14, 4, it says, There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was this ointment wasted like that? So again, these are differences. These are not discrepancies. And here's what we know from these three differences. The selfish protest wasn't just limited to Judas. So is the apostle John wrong here? Absolutely not. The Holy Spirit inspired John to include Judas as the spokesperson for the 
disciples. And the Holy Spirit also inspired Matthew and Mark to mention that the other disciples decided to join Judas in his protest. See, there's a reason that we have all four gospel accounts. What it allows us to do is to discover um, from the parallel passages that even though Judas articulated the question, um, him doing so showed his influence over the other disciples. And that's important. We often think of Peter being the spokesperson for the other disciples, but here Judas seems to be. Remember, and I said this Sunday, we know from John chapter 6 that Jesus already knew that Judas would be the one to betray him, but the other disciples didn't know that. They didn't know it until the Last Supper in the upper room, which we'll come to when we study John 18. And so by letting Scripture interpret Scripture and paying attention to these differences in the parallel passages, there's a lesson here, I believe, from these texts. And that lesson is this, you and I can be deceived more easily than we think we can. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things. And that's true. And in this moment, Judas successfully won over the other disciples to his position to protest Mary's gift. And of course, Judas would have certainly gained financially had the ointment been sold, but his influence over the other disciples in this moment is just as sobering, I believe. And that ought to be instructive to you and I today. Brothers and sisters, even though our flesh has been defeated, thankfully, by Jesus' death on the cross, our flesh has not been yet eradicated, which means we can be susceptible to bad ideas and false doctrine. Uh, that's why we need to stay in the Word the better we know our Bibles, the more grounded we'll be in the truth. And the more grounded we are in the truth, the more we'll know how susceptible we are in our flesh. So be encouraged today. Stay strong in the Lord. And that wraps up, friends, our Beyond the Notes podcast for this week. Thanks for joining us. We, um, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast. So if you haven't done it yet, get with it. Click that subscribe button. And also feel free to give us a review. We'd love to have your feedback. We also have other podcasts too, uh, besides Beyond the Notes. And you can go to mcgregorpodcast.com to learn all about our other podcasts and how to listen to them. And finally, if this particular episode has been an encouragement to you, share it with somebody today. That means a lot to us. And you never know how what you share might bless another person with one of these episodes. Finally, also, you'll want to be ready for next Sunday's sermon. We're going to be continuing in John chapter 12, picking up in verse 12, going all the way through verse 16. And we'll see the crowd greeting Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. He called me a noble steed. Yes, indeed. By all means, friends, feel free to read ahead. God bless and have a great week.